When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a Smooth Soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when my man Patrick plays jams uh, that are intended to soothe the tortured soul of sports fans out there. Well, mostly just Lakers fans and Celtics fans feel like tortured uh, souls these days. I know. That's uh, why it's a little bit happier today. It you is. know, because we're Texas fans. That's true. Things, yeah. were, things went well for us this weekend. Texas baseball winning, uh, shared the Big 12 winning. title. Texas softball. Balling out, beating up on the Maggies. Yes, sir. That was a beautiful thing. And I, I Texas golf is oh, yeah. in the mix right now. Shout out! They're number two behind uh, uh, Stanford, so they're playing oh, right now on Golf Stanford. Network. But it looks like Texas will win another Directors Cup if this holds and Texas gets a regional in baseball because they're saying that the projections are having them winning the Directors Cup. Again, really? In, yep. who, who's is it? Stanford. Uh, Stanford Stanford's is always yeah, in that. Stanford is always. the one that they're up against. I mean, can you? It's just so crazy. I love the direction. This is they've won two in a row now. Yep. Back, back to back, back to back. Uh, and I, listen, I, I love those. It's great. Just shows that you know that basically CDC and uh, Kevin Eltife and you know Jay Hart. So. Um, Chris Plonsky, shout out mm-hmm. to uh, over there as well. They've done a really good job overall with the athletic department. We focus a lot on the major revenue-producing sports. Yep, yep. Uh, we don't focus enough on the entire athletic department, but it is a stellar athletic department. It really is. So got to give all of them over there some credit, uh, especially now that they are in the running for another Director's Cup. And by mm-hmm. the way, Texas football, I've said this before, I hope they don't take it personal, Texas football hadn't done much. They still not part to of help the out <laughs> this director's cup. That's just the truth about it. So imagine when Texas football gets back on. Yep. Hey, we said, hey man, we played the schedule game. We all got them a ten win season. I got them. So in that seems we're heading in the right direction. Yeah. No, you're right. And like I said, so if it if Texas football ends up turning things around, man, you talk about these directors cups. Texas could go on a hell of a run. Uh, yeah. With these directors' cups, because I I don't know how and, and it's based the point system is based on how far you finish in that sport, right? A championship obviously counts for more points. It's not based on individual sports. No, it's all together. It's, it's all, all together. cumulative. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So uh, shout out to them. We'll get to some um, Texas baseball conversation and give a shout out to Texas softball as well. Uh, a next segment, we'll get back into that conversation. Okay. Let's get to this. Uh, we'll get some NFL news notes and nuggets. I want to get to some Cowboys discussion, but there is an NFL story that broke uh, that has now become headline news and the biggest topic of conversation probably right now in the NFL, and it has to do with one Tom Brady. Tom Hard, Brady. You told me about this in the break, and it, it was rumored to be in the works last week, but now it looks like it's going to happen. 
Yeah, it looks like right now, as of right now, Tom Brady is being uh, vetted, so to speak. It's got to get yeah, NFL right. approval. <laughs> it's got to get uh, ownership approval for him to become a minority ownership of the uh, Las that? Vegas Raiders. You know, there was stories going out there for a long time that everybody thought he was going to head west, mm-hmm. thought maybe he would go to San Francisco. Now you look at they got uh, McDaniels as the head coach there, and Tom Brady now will be the one of the minority owners of the Las Vegas Raiders. He's already partial owner, minority owner of the Las Vegas Aces, mm-hmm. so he's joining the group, I guess, with Mark Davis and being a part of it. And uh, remember, Miami, they got in trouble with tampering because mm-hmm. originally the reports have indicated that Tom Brady was working with ownership with the Miami Dolphins, or at least behind the scenes, uh, talking with ownership of the Miami Dolphins. And there was uh, conversations being had about him not only getting some type of minority ownership, but also being a player. Yes, going talking about Jackie Moon style, uh, going to be their uh, who's going to be the franchise quarterback as well as a minority owning the team. And of course, we found out later on that uh, tampering charges resulted from that um, instance. Yes, where the Miami Dolphins reached out to Tom Brady. We don't know how much or if it was reciprocated, uh, but they lost a first round pick as a result of that. Yeah, so that was that was serious. And remember, we know now too, it was Belichick that ended up blowing the whistle. He he knew he did it by mistake. He said it was by uh, I'm an old man mistaken text. Hey. He said I sent it to the wrong Brian. Remember he thought he was mm-hmm. sending it to. He says he was sending it to Brian Dayball and it went to Brian Flores on accident. Oh, that's like, how that go. Man, you knew yeah. what you was doing. You didn't want Tom Brady in your division coming back to get revenge on you and the Patriots by whipping y'all twice a year with the Miami Dolphins. You didn't want that to happen. And no you know doubt. what? I don't blame Bill Belichick for that. I'd have sent that text too. No doubt. Mistakenly. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> My bad. Did I blow up your plan, Tom? I'm so sorry. My bad. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I think that's kind of how uh, it all went down. But I will say that Tom Brady right now has got to be <laughs> it's something about him stalking Jimmy Garoppolo. Because like, Jimmy Garoppolo's got to be right Right now, he's got to be in sits. He's got to be upset. He has to be. I forgot he's there. Jimmy Garoppolo is there. Yes. Yeah, but you, I think this is now, more. I think this is more that the Raiders saw that I came around and were like, "Let's be the Patriots of Vegas," <laughs> and they're just going full Patriots mode now. It could be. And they don't, they're just, now you're gone. Now they want to. They want to clean things up a little bit. No, they they just were trying to ruin my life by doing the Patriots again. They didn't know I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> they're still going full force with it. Well, as long as the Texans don't don't readopt mm-hmm. the Patriots oh, of the God. South, Let, there's only room in the NFL for one Patriots of the whatever. I like Patriots it. of the West, Patriots of the yeah. South. No, no, just be the Patriots of the West, and then the Texans can move on. But guys, if you're Jimmy G, how are you? How are you going? How are you receiving this? How are you? How are you digesting this? You left Tom Brady. Basically, you you basically no. Tom Brady is the reason you were kind of forced out of New England. Yeah. Um, say that he left on his own, but he was traded and he was happily traded because he wanted to go to the team to be a franchise quarterback, to be that quarterback of the future. And went to San Fran, and we all know how that went down. He was fragile, couldn't stay healthy, but still won won a lot of games and made some runs in the playoffs. And there was even talk. Remember when Tom Brady left the Patriots that he wanted to go to San Fran? Yep. Yeah. That he wanted to go usurp Jimmy out there. And then Jimmy ends up leaving San Fran because they got their quarterback of the future with Mr. Irrelevant and Trey Lance. 
And then he goes to Vegas and thinks to himself, thank God, I'm finally in Las Vegas. I'm back with Josh McDaniels, a guy that likes me, believes in me. This is my job. I'm going to be the franchise quarterback at least for a while till they figure out something else. And then Tom freaking Brady decides he wants to be the minority owner. You can't get away from this dude. No, it's going to be really annoying when he goes to get tickets for like somebody in his group. And they're like, oh, sorry, this whole section's taken by Tom Brady. So uh, we can get you some uh, standing room only. <laughs> I'm a starting quarterback. Yes. Now I know, but Tom asked for Tom asked for 350 tickets, oh, so we had to get those for him. I mean, you can't get them from beneath the shadow of Tom Brady for some reason, so I feel bad for Jimmy G, actually, but I, this is really good I don't, for the NFL. I don't. He is a millionaire, good-looking man who's a starting quarterback in okay. Sin City. I think he's doing just fine. <laughs> Tom Brady's going to come over there and not get a say in what they do because he's a minority owner. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's No, he'll, obviously won't, Tom Brady won't be making any real decisions, but – you know, now there is this – he can't escape that lore They will. You know, of, he will of Tom Brady. He will have to do this, is that they're going to reach out to Tom Brady for comment anytime he f- struggles. Uh, oh, yeah, and they're going to ask – I guarantee ownership was going to ask Tom Brady's advice on how to handle Jimmy G yeah, if yeah. something goes wrong. Like, uh, hey, what would you do about Jimmy G? Yeah. Yeah, so there yeah. you go. Tom Brady, I do think it's good for uh, the NFL. The NFL is trying to get – I think they want to be like the NBA and they can have one day a former player as a – not a – he's not going to be like a majority owner or anything, like, like MJ. I don't think that's going to happen. But remember mm-hmm. we talked about how the NFL – needs a billionaire athlete at one point and when are they going to start embarking on that because the NBA's already got two of them. Major League Baseball should have had some by now but Major League Baseball doesn't market his athletes um, you know, correctly. Yeah, and the NFL just doesn't have enough guaranteed money to even start to produce a future billionaire athlete. But mm-hmm. Tom Brady might be the closest right now. He's definitely. But we don't know how the cryptocurrency situation worked out for him. Reportedly, he lost money with that. Mm-hmm. And then the divorce, you always lose money in divorces. Whew. So he, he might have been on his way to being the first billionaire NFL player, but now I don't, that might not happen for a while. But don't you have to have X amount of dollars to be able to be in you this do. conversation? For minority yeah. ownership, I'm not sure how much it is. It depends because minority ownership could be 1%. Right, it could right, be right. half a percent. Like, it doesn't – it just yeah. means you're a part of it. It basically means you have to find somebody who has a stake in it and then buy some out of it. Yeah. That's yeah. all it means. Like, uh, for the Spurs, they just had a deal, which is actually a, de- a decent amount of minority ownership. But uh, I believe it's Aramark, who is like the vendor company, mm-hmm. is basically selling out of all of their sports ownership. And so that was a sell – like, they sold that part of the Spurs ownership. And it freaked a lot of people out because there was a lot of rumors about the Spurs being sold last year. And it turns out that it was more about that. They were selling a minority owner, but a large minority ownership. So there's that kind of stuff happens. You just have to find somebody willing to sell. I guess he found it, or Mark Davis has enough of it that he wanted some cash to help run the team. And you go, okay, I'll sell you 3% of it for X amount of cash, my 3%, if I own 80% of the team. Mm. And now I own 77%. I'm still the majority owner. Yeah. So you can you can do that as well to just raise some cash no to question. pay some of these players and stuff. Yeah, because as the valuation of the team you know continues to increase, then yeah. that one percent or whatever is worth a whole lot more yeah. than it was before. Um, so it's, it's it's always a wise investment. You see more of these these uh these Hollywood celebrities investing mm-hmm. in like soccer teams now. A lot of them are. You know, JJ Watts, yeah. I think him and his wife just bought into a soccer team. I believe some minority ownership, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but yeah, I mean it's right now sports is a booming business. Yes. They're, Right now, soccer our, is definitely a boom. Soccer is a boom. I mean, it's just it's just live sports in general. What I've been told by you know P 
people who are in the marketing and advertising industry is that basically there's only three things that Americans will watch live, mm-hmm. and sports is one of them. It's sports, it's news, and then it's basically kind of disaster porn, whatever you want to call that. Like <laughs> right. basically when there's a disaster on, they cover it for yep. three straight hours. Americans, we're fixated on kind of watching that kind of Which stuff too. so sad, but we are. Well, we got a lot of disasters, unfortunately, that yep. happen in this country. Uh, so, And then we end up following. So those are the things we watch a lot. Everything else, we want to stream. Oh, yep. well, DVR it. So that's why sports is continues to be a it's huge my investment. Of the week. Oh, streaming? Streaming. <laughs> it's so doggone hard when you're trying to find something and you log in. You don't remember half the time, depending on where. Man, it's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, okay. By the way, did you see that uh, Will Anderson, speaking of the Texans, Will Anderson was at the Lakers game with B. John Robinson? I saw that. And did they hanging out with Denzel Adele. Washington? And they were hanging out with all of them? Yeah. And what, it's Rich Paul. Was the, Rich Paul, Clutch Sports. Oh. They're both Clutch Sports guys. Okay. And, and so Adele that's what it was. Boo. And so that was why they were both there. But it was funny to see them together. And you're like, oh, and then they're talking to Denzel. And they're doing, you're like, all right, Bijan, teach Will Anderson <laughs> some, good, <laughs> some good characteristics. I, I think Roshan was there too. I somewhere in the stands. He did not have the same seats, but I think his Instagram had a. Had a thing of it too. He so. didn't have the say. Of course he didn't. He, he did Ro- not. <laughs> he didn't no. in. Well, hey, Rojo. He had Rojo's, them day two seats. He had that day one seat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rojo's a star to us, but not yeah. everybody. But not yet. I not should yet. say he that. Will be getting, he will be in the mother yeah. seat soon. Yeah. He's, yes, not, he he's not clutch either. I think he's Rock Nation. Yeah, he is. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize he was with Rock Nation. Uh, there you go. So nice update. Yeah, and I heard Denzel's uh, little comment to Bijan. About Texas, I think he's like, "Oh, you from Texas, right?" Texas. Yeah. He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "They still spitting them out." <laughs> he's talking about Texas running backs have That's a reputation. Right. They still spitting them out. Uh, I love me some Denzel. Yeah. All right, um, okay, so let's get to this story too, because uh, Patrick sent this, and I thought it. I think it's long overdue. I, I think we knew the NFL was going to address this. There were some reports they were going to address it. Now it has officially been addressed. The NFL owners approved a rule Monday that allows teams to designate an emergency quarterback on game day, a rule they revived after the San Francisco 49ers ran out of quarterbacks during their uh, loss in the NFC Championship game last season. Uh, The rule applies only to quarterbacks who are on the team's 53-man roster. Uh, Practice squad players are not eligible to be emergency quarterbacks, not even if they're elevated for that week's game. Ooh. Yep. But it allows a team to avoid counting the emergency quarterback as one of its active players on game day. A modest incentive for, for teams that otherwise would have chosen to go into a game with only two available quarterbacks. Now, keep in mind, this season, uh, by my numbers, you only had 10 quarterbacks start every game in the NFL. Um, and that, and then you had more what they call unique starters. That means, you know, more different starting quarterbacks than you've ever had in the history of the NFL. Mm. And now you add another game. So you're playing right. more games and also more quarterbacks are having to play and start games because players are getting hurt or quarterbacks just you know don't produce or they're performing in a subpar fashion um, and a lot of injuries to the point we had three we had a third we had multiple third string quarterbacks in the playoffs very yes from every Scott team Thompson yes. Brock, Brock Purdy was in the play oh sorry three you had because the Baltimore Ravens, Ravens ended up had getting their, to their backup right. too Anthony so, Brown or something like that yeah so I think that's really what it's about the NFL understands yeah they have a great product but if you could help out a team um, at the most important position which is quarterback uh, have some depth in the game especially now we're embarking on 17 game seasons and this is only the third season they have 17 games so teams aren't really used to building rosters in that way give them a little bit of a fail safe 
and I think the emergency quarterback helps out. The quarterback position is the most important position in, in sports, arguably in sports, but in football, definitely. Everything important in our life, we take out insurance on it. House, health, life, um, quarterbacks should be no different, and that's what your backup quarterbacks represent. It's just insurance on yeah, your QB position. No doubt. Um, so there and you go. I've said it before. You definitely have to pay for a quality backup. Who's it's the Cowboys backup? Who do you think? Cooper Rush. I thought Cooper Rush left. No, he, he's still, he's still no. there, bro. He's still there, right? Yeah, All thanks, right, good man. for him. No, and then, but I mean, we know Ben DiNucci's not there anymore. He's, you know where he is? Denver. He's in Denver. Oh, that's now. right, Sean Payton's DiNucci. DiNucci. Yeah. If he makes that roster, that's to me, that's a plus for the Cowboys and their quarterback draft drafting mm-hmm. skills because they don't draft a lot of quarterbacks, but the quarterbacks that they have drafted, Mike White, Dak Prescott, if DiNucci can make that squad, Danucci. it may, you know, it may influence them to draft more quarterbacks, which they should. They should yeah. draft more quarterbacks. Yeah. The, do you see the NFL also approved uh, flex, flex scheduling for yes. uh, Thursday Night Football? Now, there's a bunch of rules for it. So, like, I know one of them is you can't have two away Thursday night games in the same season. Uh, and there's also, I believe, a 28-day window. Like, 28 days in advance, you have to make the flex. So, mm-hmm. it's not a – it's not a, it's a blatant – like, you have to do it very far in advance. Yeah. It's not how we get flex for college like football. Two where weeks before a week. Yeah. yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, you – so it is – 28 days is four weeks. Mm-hmm. So, that is basically a month. Because it is, you have to change everything you're doing. To yeah. flex that into a Thursday That's game. That's true because it got short weeks and long weeks. and teams Yeah, how you're doing rest and recovery in those weeks leading yeah. up to it afterwards. Yeah. So it makes sense that they're like, look, we need a month's notice if you want to flex something that. out. But I think it'll be for those games where they go, hey, man, we took a real stinker here. Both these teams are awful. Everyone's hurt. Can we flex in somebody else? Happened to Amazon last year. And I was going to say, yeah. that's what Amazon was probably. Bezos was like, look, guys. <laughs> look, I'll give you a lot of money. guys. A lot of money, guys. Guys, hey, all you owners. Free prime. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, no, that's a, that's a good point, though, about the flex. That I think for that Thursday game last year, they just they really put Russell Wilson in. I think he was in like two of those. Well, because yeah. everybody thought Denver was going to be awesome. So they put him in a lot and of primetime games. Put him in everything, and they were terrible. They were doggish. And, yeah. And then the Raiders were in some, and the Chargers, because they were like, that division is going to be awesome. And Kansas City just smoked them all. <laughs> I remember thinking that division would be awesome. I still oh, yeah. pick Kansas City. No, no. no I think we all had decision. different teams mm-hmm. winning it last year. Yeah, and uh, we should have all just stick just stuck, stuck with stuck Kansas, Kansas City. Yeah. I know. Yeah, but hey, sometimes you need to go with the the new fresh uh, feeling, and that's Denver. Like that's why I yeah. went against Denver. I was like, Denver hasn't ever done it. Why the hell would I pick Denver and the Nuggets to do it this year when they've literally never ever done it? Yeah, I was like, first when I see them do it, then I'll start picking Denver to do it. Well, Denver, now you've seen it. I, well, <laughs> seen it. I mean, it's glaring. It's like mm-hmm. blinding right now, yeah. the way they are whipping up on them Lakers. Uh, so we'll get back to that conversation. Come back. Let's talk Texas baseball on the other side, Harge. A big series win. Sweep, I should say. Broke out the brooms on West Virginia. It may have changed the entire complexion of the season for yep, the Longhorns. Yep. We'll talk about that when we come back. And also give some props to Brooks Kepka. Kepka! Kepka! The big win at the PGA Championship. All day more right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful night in the horn.
It is a smooth soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie. Uh, that's when my man Patrick plays jams intended to soothe the tortured soul of sports fans who uh, might have had a tough weekend, if you had a tough weekend. Hey, hopefully my man Patrick can uh, pick your spirits up a little bit. Uh, before we get some Texas baseball discussion here, a couple of little NBA nuggets. I know this will pick up Patrick's spirits a little bit. So I saw uh, this story, and it's uh, – comes from, uh, I think Mark Stein is the one that I saw it with. Yeah, Mark Stein, NBA insider Mark Stein. Uh, he is hinting that that Tim Duncan is going to take a, a personal, kind of a personal stake, personal touch, personal investment mm-hmm. in one win Benyama. He says the young phenom will have the benefit of learning from Hall of Famer uh, Tim Duncan, who's expected to work with win Benyama upon his arrival in San Antonio. At the behest of longtime Spurs patriarch Greg Popovich, Tim Duncan agreed to join Pops' coaching staff for the 2019 season. Uh, that one season was enough for Duncan to reaffirm that many, what many suspected, uh, what he would surely already knew, full-time coaching isn't for him. <laughs> but the expectation is that he will regularly visit the team's practice facility to work with Wen Binyama when the Spurs are home. So, yeah. Yeah. The GOAT, one of the GOATs, is going to be working with, hopefully, another one. Patrick? How are you, you like feeling it? about this? Oh, no, we, we kind of expected this. We knew this. We confirm it for you, that's all. <laughs> yeah. And, and what's funny it. about it, too, is they're like, Tim Duncan, you're like, you know, Dave Robinson's going to work with this guy, too. He's got two Hall of Famers that are going to work with him. Yeah. And then Tony Parker's a Hall of Famer that'll work with him. And then Monty Ginobili's a Hall of Famer that's going to work yeah, with Patrick him. Patrick dropping all them Hall of Famers. Yeah. Yeah. saying we got some Hall of Famers that going to work with him. Because especially when you have a talent like that, too, everyone wants to be a part of that. That is true. Like you want yeah, it because yeah. you want your leg. Like that's part of your legacy now too. Yeah, is to go. Hey, man, I could be one of the mentors to one of the greatest players of all time. And maybe he again. I'm not trying to set unrealistic expectations. Mm. Yeah, but we know he has potential. There is a chance he could be an all time great. Oh, so yeah. if we have that, then you go. Yeah, no, I'd love to be a part of that on the ground floor, and see what we can build. And again, the Spurs are a type of franchise that will take care of its people. So it's also like Tim Spurs Duncan's not going to be doing charity work to do this. Money's not doing charity. All these people are going to get paid yeah. to do this as well. They, they get to be part of it. it. Exactly. Yeah, they they want to do it. it, but they're also going to get paid to do it because the yeah. Spurs will take care of them to be everyone's <laughs> in the group and those pictures with the big three with Win Manyama and Popovich and everything <laughs> to show that to make Spurs fans even more excited. Yeah, everybody everybody wins here if he's good. Like the yeah. community wins and people working for yeah. the Spurs, yeah. the legends, Spurs. Everybody's like, no, no, we're all in to make sure that Wimbiyama reaches his ceiling. Because if he does, the city of San Antonio Ooh. is going to benefit tremendously. Yeah. I Just, mean, I can't even the only, see the economic impact of that. The only losers are the bitter people. Well, that, <laughs> that get mad because the Spurs won the lotteries and they're like, man, I, just because you've been in 48 of them, I mean, you guys are like the Hollywood Henderson of the NBA. And then y'all win the lottery. Multiple lotteries. Hollywood Henderson won the, won the lottery uh, twice, twice, but also went to the NFL, which yes. is that's a genetic lottery. Like that dude was the luckiest human being on the planet. <laughs> and then his, his life has been saved by the Lord. He'll tell exactly. you he's won a lottery again because God saved him yeah, that from, dude, from killing himself. Like, oh, man. Need to hang out with him. Dude, need him and the Spurs out. are the luckiest teams, human beings. Organizations in the state of Texas, not even close. Yeah. Okay, how about this? Uh, speaking of luck, real quick before we get to Texas baseball, have you heard the story about the the lucky chair for the Spurs? No. no. Okay, so this is on the Zach Lowe podcast. I love this story. So they ask. <laughs> so uh, after the lottery, again, Zach Lowe telling the story. He said he saw R.C. Buford, and he wanted to say hi to him, 
Um, and so basically, uh, apparently he asked him a dumb question. He said, basically the dumb question was, um, I asked him the dumbest question. The only question, did you flash back to the Tim Duncan lottery in 1997? And he said, I was expecting some crazy weird answer. And RC Buford looks at me and starts laughing and says, you're GD right. I did. I was sitting in my office when we won the 97 lottery and I was sitting in uh, a blue leather chair. It's my lucky chair. From that moment on, it became my lucky chair. Yeah. I found out about we got the number one overall pick sitting in that blue chair. And thus, when Buford's uh, daughter, Cece, eventually went off to college, he gifted her the blue chair. He's like, my my lucky blue chair. You're my baby girl. I love you. I want you to have my blue chair. It's been good luck to me. It'll be good luck for you. And he never thought about it again. Well, how about this? On draft day, Buford arrived at the hotel room in Chicago Opened the door to the hotel room. Blue chair is sitting there with a note on it. Blue chair has a note on it. The chair is in the room with a card on it uh, because it was his birthday. Mm. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. At that point, the lottery gods were like, you know what? You've, <laughs> you've gone the extra mile. Uh, it's going to be the Spurs. So basically, he's blaming his lucky chair again. The lucky chair was when they got the number. He was sitting in his lucky chair both the last two times that the Spurs got the number one overall pick. You know, he's just rolling up to the building with a chair like, guys, I'm going to need this. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, hey, wow. We're using this chair for tonight's lottery. Right? That yeah. lucky blue chair. He should bring that into the arena every now and then. Like, this is it, guys. And bring this it for chair. big games. Bring <laughs> it for big games. <laughs> sit yeah. the blue chair. Guys, we got this. Hey, <laughs> I, will got say, I think he's I think he's smart because he's like, you know what? I don't want to use all the luck out of this chair. <laughs> Because we may need this again, and I don't want to do it again in a game versus in a meaningless game. Yeah, Wimbiyama's first finals, break it out. All right, how about that? Wimbiyama's first finals, we'll break it out again. Uh, All right, uh, the uh, Texas baseball team did not need a lucky blue chair because they broke out the brooms on West Virginia. No doubt. They went out there and played some great baseball, top to uh, bottom, start to finish. Any way you want to look at it, that is what the Texas Longhorn baseball team did. They went out and swept West Virginia. You had the the baseball gods, as you were mm-hmm. talking about, the luckiness, right? You sit there and you get this opportunity. You get to host West Virginia, who came in as the number six team in the nation. And then you go out there, you win 12-2 to on Thursday, 10-4 to on, on Friday, and 7-3 to on Saturday. You go out there and you put in work and you make things happen. You only gave up nine runs this weekend. Wow. And that is what we were talking about before, Rod. You're getting it at the right time and peaking, peaking. at the right yeah. time. We started this, the beginning of the year, didn't know what was going to happen. I came in here and y'all wanted to give me a panic button. Do we need it hard? Let me know. And, and I was like, no, nah, <laughs> let's, let's be cool right now and just wait and see what happens. And as the as the conference started to happen, you started to play different teams. You started off by playing number 14, Texas Tech at the time, and you sweep them here. And then you go and play Texas A&M down in, in uh, Aggieland. You win that game. You had a tough go against Oklahoma State. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then you lose one game against mm-hmm. K-State. Continued it on, lost a game against Baylor. The biggest part is when you got swept by Oklahoma. That was bad. A lot of people were upset. That's when, yeah. get him out of here. That was at brr, home, right? Yeah, that was yeah, here. Yeah, that was brr, bad. Brr, brr, that we, were, we were getting blown up. Yeah. Blown up. And Where's the like, panic button? It was like, hey, they were like, you need to push that button. I was like, uh-oh, start dusting it off. See what you got. And then they played Texas Southern, went out there and beat them pretty well. Went to Tex- uh, TCU, won two out of three there. Went to uh, Kansas, back-to-back weekends. Went and won the series. 
So then it all starts to set up. But Gary Gilmet said that loss to San Jose State in a doubleheader. Mm, I mean, that, yeah. that doubleheader day, they lost six to four. They went out the next game, won twenty four to three, then played again, won eighteen to six in seven innings. Then West Virginia, 12-2, 10-4, They did what they needed to do, and now they're on to Globe Life, and they're getting ready to take on Kansas, 12-30. You can hear it here on the horn. And it's just funny to me because we've had so much conversation about this team. Uh, who's going to be replaced? And if you hadn't, our man Joe Cook did a great job of, of really breaking it all mm-hmm. down on what – this season was like for the Texas Longhorns and the players that they were replacing. He did a great, great article over there at Inside Texas, and he broke it all down. All the different roles that were distributed, too, because you got a brand-new staff. Mm. Along with replacing players, you're losing coaches during this time. You're trying to recruit players to want to come to the University of Texas. You talked about it the other day when you started breaking down the the, the NIL money. Mm-hmm. Baseball was one of the lowest ones. Tenth. They were 10th out of all the programs. All the yes, tenth. the baseball program was there. So yeah. you sit there and you're like, golly, how are we going to get these players? What are these players going to do? Then you go out and grab a Porter Brown from TCU, comes in and just took over for this team. And we heard at the very beginning of the year, Coach Pierce talked about Porter Brown can put a team on his back because we've seen it during the entire spring and, I mean, during the fall season and how well he played during the fall. Then you bring back a guy like Dylan Campbell, Mm -hmm. 33-game hitting streak, 39 consecutive games, reaching base, and just going out there and playing. Then you got an Eric Kennedy. Then you bring in the freshman, Jared Thomas playing first base. But most importantly, the emergence of LeBaron Johnson, to me, has been the biggest help because we knew – what we were going to get from Lucas Gordon. I mean, he was that guy last year. He went out there and did it. He took over the number one role. You're replacing Tanner Witt. Who's going to be the guy that's going to take Witt's spot? Uh, we got to figure it out. Well, they figured it out. They pieced it all together. Mm-hmm. And now Tanner Witt is getting more innings and he's getting stretched out more pitches. So we'll see what happens as we go along. But they, they, the mission was accomplished mm-hmm. for the Big 12 championship with all the uncertainties, yep. all the replacements. But now you're in a good spot. So it's now they go to now they go and uh, they got the number one seed, number one seed in the Big Twelve turn, and they get in their side of the bracket. They get to avoid at yes. least until they get deeper into uh, the tournament. They get to avoid initially Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, both teams uh, that Texas lost series to in yep. conference play. So Absolutely. that's good, and that's what they they deserve that because that's why they got the number one seed, get a more favorable track. Uh, but also, I love this stat uh, in the lineup: hitters one through six. All hitting at least three hundred or better. Yes. What the? Yes. There's is, no easy out. That is crazy. You have to be man. on your game every Bro. single time as a pitcher, and That's you know wild. what the stress. You know they, you always hear them talk about high leverage, high leverage pitches, mm. high stress counts. You got to be able to mm-hmm. breathe through it. They get your heart rate up. Hey, and they they just I mean they work you they work you this this I mean one through six like no easy out at all they just grind pitchers down the first down. inning of every game this past weekend three for three for three for three they they had nine hits between Whoa. the top three guys that makes sense for the entire just weekend put so much pressure yes. on the opposing pitcher man. yes 
That is a ton of pressure. I didn't, and they, they, this is this is not something that's been the case all year. This is this just is starting not, to peak at the right time. That's absolutely. what I love about that stat. Gotta stay hot at the right time. Yeah, baby. because there have been certain guys that have kind of found their groove and found mm-hmm. their rhythm, but now it seems like you got like six guys that yep. are all basically hitting their best uh, right now of the entire season right now when you need them to be. No doubt. Uh, uh, we'll come back. We'll get into uh, – we'll wrap this thing up and put it in the oven. Right here on Ball Don't Lie, one on the horn. Pop a top again. You mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been known to drink a beer or two. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion, sir. I got beer. I got bottled breast milk. Eh, why don't we start with the beer? Okay. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Wait, it's already 5 o'clock here. It's time for What's on Tap. How about a nice cool drink? That's oh, really man, good. That's good. That's that is- all right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Uh, time to wrap it up and put it in the oven. Before we do, we'll let you know what's on tap. If you missed any part of any of the shows, please go to hornfm.com. You can catch up with them on the podcast page. All right, Harch, what's on tap for you tonight? Uh, Going to be playing taps as the Lakers end up losing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be watching the Lakers just get destroyed. Yeah. The I Lake- don't know if he has the – the last ride. I don't know if he has the, one. You know, get the Lake Show turned into the Fake Show. Fake uh, Show. Patrick, no. what you got on tap? Hey man, I'm gonna be watching Mo Bamba take back a game. Oh man, Mo Bamba's he, back, guys. It'd be amazing if he was <laughs> a big difference. Oh, if he is, I am gonna lose it. Oh, come tomorrow. on, Mo Bamba, <laughs> give us something to talk about Save tomorrow. Us. Should they play the song when he's in there? We, we hear the song. Hey, we, we should do no, it. They're hey, they gonna play taps. <laughs> hey, give us something to talk about tomorrow, Mo. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, all right. I'll be. Uh, I guess I'll watch some of the game. Just watch a little bit. They've been disappointing. And it's been hurting me a little bit. I'm a LeBron fan. You know how that goes. All right, we come back tomorrow, same time, same channel. Remember, the Revolution will not be televised. We're talking right right by here on Ball Don't Lie. Remember, folks, we love you guys. Uh, and also remember that uh, Soccer Matters soccer is matters next. Soccer Matters coming up next. Peace.